0: what is up you guys my name is Serena and welcome to the first episode of sad girl hours <laughs> I am super super excited to be doing this um, to anybody listens to this. I appreciate you uh, giving me your time, honestly, to just talk. (laughs) Um, We do have a really awesome topic lined up for today, Um, but before I kind of hop into that, I want to give my disclaimer right off the bat. Uh, This will be an 18 and up podcast. I will be covering topics here um, down the line that are not meant for kiddos, And I'm just going to be honest here, fuck is my favorite word. So um, a little bit about me before we get started. I'm going to take a couple deep breaths because I'm a little nervous. Do it with me. If you feel the need, take some deep breaths with me. Yes, that is nice. So a little bit about me before we get started in case anybody happens upon this that doesn't know me. Uh, I am 25 years old. I am a Pisces, so you know that I like astrology. Um, I was born on March 14th, which is Pi Day. Very proud of that. Um, I've grown up in Utah my entire life, mostly in the northern Utah area around Clearfield. Um, I have three amazing brothers and two badass parents who shout out to my dad and my mom for being so supportive and amazing. Like I wouldn't have this amazing setup to record in right now if it wasn't for my dad and all his help and support. And they are just killing it. Like my parents were on shopping carts at Smith's like I would go shopping and there's my parents like tattoo shop just on all the cards. like they're fucking amazing. So um, Highline tattoo shout out, shout out 27th hour, the podcast that is my dad's podcast. and he has some amazing people on there. Um, really moving moving podcast. It's I highly recommend. Um, but yeah, so on top of my amazing family, I do have an amazing boyfriend, Logan. And we have two fur dogs, fur dogs, fur babies. (laughs) We have four fur babies. Um, So (laughs) Uh, our dogs, Farah and Sonia, and our cats, Reaper and Robo Kitty. Um, That segues pretty well because I love going to music festivals. So electric dance music is a huge part of my life. I am obviously, um, as I mentioned earlier, very much into astrology. And I definitely... (laughs) gauge more along the spiritual side than religious. Um, and I've been DJing for almost two years, and I am learning to produce as well. Uh, so shameless DJ plug, you can find me on SoundCloud. I go by crystal C-R-Y-Z-T-L. Um, yeah, and sh- shout out, while well, I have your attention on that, shout out Monsoon Season and Intercosmic Productions I've done guest mixes for both, both of them. I did an interview with Monsoon Season. Um, all of the links to that are on my link tree in my SoundCloud bio. So, um, yeah. On that note, I am also passionate about a lot of different things, which is why I wanted to start this podcast. So, I want to basically create a very transparent, safe space for me to share my thoughts. And if all this is is a place for me to have an outlet, then I'm happy with that. Cheers to that. Uh, I am drinking, as I've mentioned a million times, nervous. But my hope is that others will resonate with the things that I discuss and also find a safe space here. Sad Girl Hours is going to be filled with a lot of different topics. Things that I feel need to be talked about more, such as rape culture, mental illness, and trauma. But I don't want things to be heavy all the time. I want to take breaks between those subjects and dive into things like astrology, psychedelics, the EDM culture, and so many different things. This, uh, this podcast is not going to be like a niche podcast by any means. It is definitely going to be all over the place um, in many aspects, but I hope you guys enjoy the ride with me. Um, So yeah, just talking about anything that I feel is interesting or that I'm passionate about educating others on. And I do want to mention that I am by no means an expert on all of the things that I'm going to cover, um, but I'm constantly learning. So Um, in the next episode I decided to do a story time about myself, my life experiences, just things that I've been through to give my listeners a better understanding of who I am and why I want to discuss the things that I want to talk about moving forward. So um, before we dive into this, I just want to say that I would love to hear from anyone listening. If there's anything that you want to hear me cover and talk about, please send requests to my email at siren 14 at gmail.com. That is S-E-R-I-N-A, siren14 at gmail.com. So what we're going to talk about today is self-care. I'm going to dive pretty deep into what this means for me, things that I do to help me through, and what could possibly be causing us to struggle with loving ourselves. And a lot of times I see, and we're going to be using the words self care and self love interchangeably. To me, they're the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, so, a lot of times I see self love being displayed as face masks, shopping sprees, you know, treating yourself, and. As much as this is part of it, the journey of self-love isn't all about bubble baths and painting your nails. I wish it was that easy, Um, but self-love is really, really hard, and I want to stress that like most things in life, this journey is not linear by any means, and it's absolutely normal to be up and down with the way that we feel about ourselves, so... We are constantly changing and growing as humans, and sometimes we hit those in-between stages where we just feel stuck, and I feel like when we hit those specific moments, that's when it's time to kind of look within for a bit and focus on our shadow work. So uh, shadow work, for those of you who are not really familiar, shadow work is the process of exploring your inner darkness or your shadow self. So. It uncovers every part of you that has been disowned, repressed, and rejected. So simply put, diving into why you are the way that you are and why you do the things that you do. Um, this is mostly referring to our inner child that experienced some sort of trauma or unresolved conflict that's still unconsciously affecting your actions and the way that you receive people and situations. So a lot of the time you can pinpoint these triggers by being more mindful of when we're projecting onto other people. And (laughs) I want to take a moment to say we've all done this. We've all been there. It's okay. It's just really important to take notice of it and when it happens and why it happens. So by definition, projection is a defense mechanism in which the ego defends itself against unconscious impulses, or qualities both negative and positive by denying their existence in themselves and attributing them to others. So, for example, you see this a lot in people who cheat on their partners. And the one cheating is usually very jealous, very controlling, and a lot of times is the one accusing their spouse of being the one that's cheating. But it can also happen with just insecurities in general. So, <laughs> I'm really excited about this. So, I want to take a minute here and share something from one of my tarot books, and I hope Shelby, um, I am live-, live streaming this on Facebook to give some people a little sneak peek. Um, so, I hope Shelby Nye is still watching, but um, I, this is from my Dreams of Gaia tarot that Shelby actually gifted to me, and she... Is incredible like the most beautiful human I highly recommend looking into her page looking into her website she in my eyes is just like she's a high priestess being walking on earth among us and I feel so grateful to know her and to get to watch her grow Um, she has an amazing platform coming out she works with spirituality and witchcraft um, so, definitely check her out. Her website, as far as I know, is geminimystic.com. So, it's spelled G-E-M-I-N-Y-E mystic.com. And I just love that because her last name is Nye and it's just, it's amazing. Okay. So, this card came up in my New Moon reading That I did this past week and it floored me so it is the in this specific deck um, it's called the two of air so that would be two of swords Um, this card talks about duality versus polarity but I want to focus specifically on polarity right now so I am gonna read a part of this to you guys Polarity, however, is the idea that two opposing forces exist in all things within the universe, not as separate competing forces, but as complementary. In this theory, one is just as necessary as the other. One does not exist without the other, and in some situations, depending upon one's perspective, one could even be said to be an identical mirror image of the other. As a theory of polarity points out, there are opposites, and while one has no identity or meaning without the other, neither is intrinsically good or bad. Fear is, love is, light is, dark is. This card makes me emotional. Uh, Sad girl hours. Love can be as destructive as fear, and fear can be beneficial. It can save lives and inspire the desire to improve or heal. It can also make you more empath- and empathetic, understanding, and appreciative. More often than not, both polar opposites are experienced in unison. For instance, when you create something, you destroy the state that existed prior to you creating it. You create and destroy in unison. They are not separate states. They are the same state seen from two different perspectives. When you love something, you most probably fear losing it. The fear might not be voiced or even acknowledged, It might even be denied. It is, however, still present. You would fight to protect that something because you love it, but you also fight because you fear losing it or seeing it harmed. Therefore, to love is also to fear, and to act from a place of love is to also act from a place of fear. You might choose to lose weight and exercise and say that you're doing so because you love yourself and you so deserve to have a healthy body, At the same time, it could be said that you choose to lose weight and exercise because you fear what may happen if you do not. Your choice is motivated by both love and fear. Again, it is the same state simply viewed from two different perspectives. I think that's beautiful. (laughs) I think that that is just, it, it flipped my whole perspective. And this applies to everything. Like, across all spectrums, the world, like everything. But right now, I want to apply this to ourselves, right? So we have good, quote unquote, and bad, quote unquote, traits that we see within ourselves. But if we shifted that perspective to see ourselves as whole and worthy, even with the, quote unquote, negative things about us, those negative traits you carry from trauma were once a needed tool for survival it was needed, it was necessary, but it's okay to outgrow that, and it is possible to look at these parts of ourselves and realize there was a purpose behind those things, there's a purpose behind that madness, and I really don't enjoy the term, you wouldn't be who you are today if you hadn't gone through those hardships, like that, that thing, um, I don't particularly enjoy that saying because I think it's not what happens to us that makes us us. It's how we as individuals respond to what happens to us. However, viewing the world from like through the lenses of polarity, you start to see the reality of things that like, yeah, like if I wouldn't have felt such low lows, I wouldn't be nearly... As appreciative of the high highs. And that's why I get emotional about it. That's why this is Sad Girl Hours, because I just, I think that's beautiful. And just because we can accept the darker parts of ourselves doesn't mean that we can't do the work to heal from our traumas. Um, my personal belief is that everyone should be working on themselves and facing their traumas and doing their shadow work, but at the same time, I've also ran from the things that I knew I needed to deal with, so it is absolutely something that is easier said than done, Um, but what I also will say is somebody who recently stopped running, um, it's worth it to just face it. And I've seen firsthand how running from your problems um, can cause even bigger issues. And a lot of times it can manifest physically um, in the form of obsessive compulsive disorders, abnormal addictions, sexual dissatisfaction, anger, social fears, withdrawal, extreme mood swings, states of depression, uh, eating disorders, you know, um, it if you won't deal with it your physical body will make you at some point um I'll talk about it a little bit more in depth in the next episode but I have technically it is an eating disorder and I didn't know it was like an illegit thing until literally last night and now I can't remember for the life of me um what it's called I think it was like selective reactive to something but the way I would describe it to people is like I had an eating disorder against my will like I was always feeling sick and eating made it worse and so then I wouldn't eat and then after so long of like not eating because I felt so sick it got to a point where my body stopped giving me those triggers of like hey I'm hungry like my stomach stopped hurting Um to let me know when it was time to eat, and it just, I would go days, and it wasn't, and and that's, that's why I think I have this disorder, because it specifically states that it has nothing to do with body image, and like feeling like I needed to lose weight, like that wasn't it at all. Um, I was just going through a lot, and there was a lot of things I had just let build up that I wasn't dealing with, and it, it takes a toll, It, it really does. So um, we're going to get back into a lighter note of um, everything. But I found this quote, and I thought it was awesome. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life, and you will call it fate. So uh, this correlates directly back to mindfulness and being self-aware. So the more we can identify our unconscious triggers and what traumas they're related to, we can start healing our inner child and do the work necessary to move past them. And journaling is a huge key in this and it's been a huge help for me, um, especially when it comes to shadow work and self-love. So there's a lot of different routes that you can take with journaling too. So whether you do specifically like mood tracking or just use it to unload your thoughts every day, Literally, there's no wrong way to do it. It all works. So, I personally have a few different ways that I'll share um, that I do. So, I made a moon cycle journal. Um, I kind of wanted to see if the different stages of the moon, as well as what sign the moon was in, how that affected my moods and my energy. And I haven't gone back and correlated yet, so when I do, I will update you guys if I found anything interesting with that. Um, But I also have two other journals. So I have my self-love prompts and then I have my journaling for my shadow work. And I'm not someone that likes to sit down and write out what I'm thinking in that moment or write out like my day. Like I think that's what a lot of people think of when they think of journaling. And so I like to have prompts. So I highly recommend Pinterest for that. Um, They have a lot of awesome prompts for any type of journaling, self-love, shadow work, like just anything. So I would definitely utilize that uh, if you are interested in kind of starting out with journaling and don't really know how to go about it. And I want to say this too. I feel like women are a lot more open to journaling Than men, because like it's 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 always been such like a stigmatized girly thing. Like, oh, your diary, you're writing about your feelings and your secrets. Like, no, (laughs) no, can we stop that? Um, Men, you should also be journaling, maybe even more than us because um, a lot of times it's harder for you guys to talk about stuff for other reasons. And we'll talk about that on another, another podcast. But yeah, us men, like guys, fucking start. Like it's, it's so worth it to get all of this commotion out of your head and onto a piece of paper so you can kind of just let it go. Um, so for example, if a certain situation made you feel some type of way, write it down. What happened, how it made you feel, how you reacted, and then reflect on it. See if you can spot any patterns the more that you do this. um, And the more that you do this, the more correlations you will tend to find. And that's how you're able to slowly start picking up on your triggers with things. And it's important to be able to balance being patient and kind with yourself, but at the same time holding yourself accountable for your actions. This is why I do my self love journaling after my shadow work journaling because I get real with myself, but then I bring it back to my growth and the good parts of myself as well. So, holding our emotions in, just generally speaking, isn't a healthy thing to do. So, at minimum, journaling is a way to get everything you need out onto paper. And I like to burn shit. <laughs> Fire is purifying. And to you know, especially if you have things that you felt like were left unsaid with somebody, write it all down and go burn that bitch somewhere safe. But burn that bitch. It it's amazing what that can do um, for your emotions. So um, another really huge thing is gratitude journaling. This is straight magic. I'm gonna take another little sip sip. I'm gonna tell you why. Sip of my goddamn juice. I hope there are people listening that like Kevin Hart. Because if not, people are just going to be like, what the fuck? Okay. (laughs) So, gratitude journaling. This is huge. And honestly, when I was, like, trying to put together everything I wanted to talk about for this, I almost forgot about it. Because I think just in general, like, we forget to be grateful like we forget to do that especially when there's just so much going on and it just if it, it feels like there's nothing Like, what do I have to be grateful for kind of thing but that's that's bullshit um you can always find gratitude in something um in my darkest lowest times where I felt like I had nothing what got me out of it was every morning getting up and having my cup of coffee, looking at the mountains, and looking at the sky, and just appreciating the beauty, the fact that I was surrounded by something so gorgeous, sunsets, I'm obsessed with clouds, like the sky just in general, I, that was my um, saving grace for a really long time, you can always find something, so i um, I've, started incorporating that a lot more into my daily routine. So, when I wake up in the mornings, um, I will get my water and my coffee and write down three things in my journal that I'm grateful for. And this, the more you do it, the more your mindset will start to flip. Um, I like to do it in the morning and at night. I am really good about doing it in the morning. Sometimes at nighttime, I'll forget. Um, but just whatever you feel like works best with your routine to build up the habit. And oftentimes when we're stuck in negative headspaces, there's really no room to leave for the things in our life that make us truly feel grateful to be alive. So giving thanks to these things, no matter how small, can replace the negative thoughts that cloud us. And as I mentioned earlier, like when I felt like I had nothing to be grateful for, like, I I found my gratitude in the small things. Another really amazing thing you can do for self-care is meditation and breath work. I'm also going to be doing a full episode on meditation because I really am excited to dive into more research on it. I've been meditating for quite a few years, but... Um, I want to get down into like the science and like find exactly how it affects your brain and just like talk about it. I'm super excited. Um, But really the common thing with people who have never meditated or even people who have tried, a lot of people tell me that they can't meditate because they can't, quote unquote, stop their thoughts or quiet their mind. And that's because you're not supposed to be doing that. You're not supposed to be stopping your thoughts. And I think that's the biggest misconception about meditating because meditating is a way to see your thoughts from a neutral third party perspective without emotionally attaching to them. I was introduced to meditation when I was 18. I was actually going to Avalon School of Cosmetology for aesthetics. And there is part of that curriculum is learning about energy work and chakras and crystals because you're working directly on people's faces and like you can incorporate aesthetics with Reiki and things like that. So that was the first time I ever really understood anything about it. But even then I didn't really quite, quite grasp it. Um, And it wasn't until I found Headspace, which is a really amazing app. When I found Headspace, it was free. um, And then you could pay to like do premium, but now, I've heard that when people try to download it, it is not free anymore. So I would still check it out. Um, Netflix actually has a series for Headspace. Um, and I highly recommend that for when you're winding down, getting ready to go to bed. It is so relaxing. That guy's voice, it's just like velvet. And it's like, it's like slightly British, but like, no, I don't think it's British. I don't know what he is, but it's, it's just great. <laughs> It's very relaxing. So what Headspace taught me was that, because they give a lot of analogies that helped me understand how meditation was actually supposed to work. So kind of think of your mind as the sky, and your thoughts are the clouds, right? So when you meditate, you are simply laying on the grass, observing the sky and the clouds. And if you notice a cloud pass, that's okay. Take note of it, but don't attach to it. Just let it gently slip away. And if you do find yourself attaching to a specific cloud or thought, that's okay. Don't get frustrated with yourself. When you notice yourself doing that, just be like, oh, shit, and come back to your breathing. That simple. Um, It can be a lot, especially if you're you're in a headspace where um, there's just a lot going on, and you're feeling super clouded. But um, the more you practice it, the more you'll get the hang of it. Um, it's definitely something that takes a lot of practice, and it takes, again, a lot of patience with yourself. Um, and it, it is perfectly normal to get carried away with a specific thought, especially when you're just kind of sitting there focusing on your breathing. Um, so what I recommend that helps me kind of stay a little bit more connected and not drift as much is when I'm breathing in, I'm focusing on breathing in as much as I can until I can't breathe in anymore. And then I hold it for a little bit. I hold it until I feel like I need to let go because I like more intense breath work Um, it helps me ground a lot quicker. So, and then I, when you're exhaling, exhale out as far as it can go and then bring it all the way back in and just repeat. If you, if you are focused on your breathing as much as possible and still taking notice of the thoughts that are passing, it becomes a lot easier to not attach to things. As I mentioned, we'll definitely dive into this a lot deeper, um, but what i will say is i noticed a huge difference in my mental state when i'm consistently meditating versus when i'm not doing it at all so even 5 minutes a day can make a huge difference and start start small if you're if you are someone who is really having a hard time with self-care and self-love right now don't rush into all of it at once don't feel like if I have to meditate every single day and journal every single day or else I'm not going to be okay. I'm not going to get through this. You can. It's okay. It's okay to take breaks. Be realistic with yourself. Um, Start small. Even if it's I want to meditate one day a week at least for the first little bit and once I can stick to that, progress on a little bit more. Um, And also start small with the breath work as well. So in times you're feeling overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed, you can do these small exercises. So grounding, specifically, if you are having a hard time. If you can go outside for it, that's most recommended. Um, But if you can't, try and find a window you can sit in front of, get some sunbeams on you. And once you find a spot to sit down and kind of relax in, you're going to close your eyes and focus on your breathing. Count each breath if that helps. And once you feel calm enough, open your eyes and you're going to take notice of five things that you see. Once you're done with that, you're going to take notice of four things that you can hear. Move on to three things that you can feel. Then notice two things that you can smell. The last one is notice one thing that you can taste. This grounds you by activating all five senses. Um, It's used, and anybody can benefit from that. It's very powerful, and if if you're having, like, borderline panic attack, like, focus on on your breathing first. Don't force yourself into grounding, like, if you're still kind of, hyperventilating, because I've been there too, where I'm a little bit too worked up to immediately ground as I need. Take your time to really get yourself feeling okay before you jump into the five senses. Um, More things for self-love. Get out into nature. Getting active makes a huge difference for your mental state. Whenever I'm having a hard time, I will either drive up to Pineview or I go to Fernwood and take a nature walk. And... Even if I kind of, <laughs> it's funny because it's when I really don't want to go up and I don't have the energy to go do that, that I need it the most. And then when I'm like leaving Fernwood, I'm like, damn, I feel so much better. I feel so grounded and it just makes me feel connected and present. And that's something that I'm really working on especially this year is being present and a lot of our anxieties and fears come from the past or what the future could hold so when we practice being present in these moments that helps lower your anxiety I just realized I was gonna play a couple videos for you guys but since I am doing a live stream I cannot do that for you so I apologize for this next little bit, but positive affirmations. Uh, The words that come after I am are extremely powerful, and you want to make sure that we're speaking to ourselves kindly and with love in the way that you would talk to other people because the way that you treat yourself impacts everything around you, including how you treat others and the type of love that you're willing to accept. So I know that there are a lot of apps specifically for affirmations. I would honestly just... I don't specifically use apps. I really like YouTube, Um, finding affirmation videos through there. I've been listening to one specific one every morning for the past, like, week. And it just starts my day off right. I I feel just very at peace by the end of it. Uh, Once this episode drops, I will link it in the description for you guys. If anybody wants to, check it out. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard... I Am by Young Baby. It's, (laughs) that song was my shit for like multiple times a day, every day for weeks when it blew up on TikTok, right? I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am rich, I am that bitch, I am going to go get that bag and I am not going to take your shit. I am protected, well-respected, I'm a queen, I'm a dream, I'm a do what I want to do and I'm who I want to be because I am me. Powerful. I love that shit. Um, I was gonna play you guys a TikTok from another guy. Um oh God, I can't remember what he goes by on TikTok, but the video starts and he comes in and he's all, Hey hooker, how are you doing today? You, you drinking your water? I don't believe you. Let's take some deep breaths in through the nose and out with the mouth, shall we? And do it with me. Ready? Okay. I want you guys to repeat after me. I am capable I am enough I'm a bad bitch another deep breath please okay one more time but with enthusiasm all right I am capable I am enough I'm a bad bitch. Golf claps for all of you that actually did it. Thank you guys. (laughs) Um, But seriously though, make make a habit of looking at yourself when you are telling yourself positive affirmations. It it feels really weird at first. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, But eventually after a while, it feels really good. And you... It just feels a lot more natural the more you do it. And the more you do it, you're just like, I actually believe what I'm saying now. When I started, I didn't really believe it. I was just doing it because I know this is work that my inner child needs. But after a while, you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I am powerful. I am a bad bitch. I do deserve everything I want and more. And I'm going to get it. Um. I still need to do better at this. To be, like I'm I'm not 100% on all of this stuff at all times, you guys. So don't feel like I'm perfect. I'm not. Um, but as far as the affirmations go, I do recommend doing this in the morning as you're getting ready or during your bedtime routine. I really I really thrive on the mornings. So, unfortunately, I do experience very negative intrusive thoughts. So most of the time when I'm using positive affirmations, it's to counteract the negative thoughts that I'm having. Uh, either that or I'll start talking shit back. Like that's been a, a a new thing that I started doing a couple months ago, and it sounds batshit crazy. But let me tell you it fucking works. And I really like I don't have as many nearly as many intrusive thoughts. like I my mental health has taken a huge, like, Uh, I don't even know what word I'm looking for. It's a lot better. I'm in a lot better spot. So I don't really have to do this as much as far as talking shit back to my brain. But yeah, if your brain is telling you like you're a piece of shit, you're a fuck up, you can't do anything right, simply tell the voice not only to shut the fuck up, but also tell that voice you're wrong because A, B, C, and D. You are wrong because I have survived every single day up into this point and i'm going to keep surviving you're wrong because i do have people in my life that care about me talk shit back say shut the fuck up i'm not dealing with that today no nay nay i say so and as if i remember correctly it takes about 21 days to form new thought patterns to create a new habit so you don't have to do all of these things at once, as I mentioned earlier. Start small. Start with one specific area that you want to work on, whether it's journaling, meditating. Do it once a day, every day if you can, for the next 21 days and see how you feel. If you can do it, if you have off days, it's okay. Everybody has off days, it happens. Um, just do what you can and nourish all parts of yourself and really listen to the things that your inner child is trying to tell you during these times. So we are going to jump into the more uh, physical, well, this is kind of a physical self-love. Earlier I was saying how self-care is not all bubble bass, but sometimes it is bubble bass, especially for me. Because I love my water. So relaxing herbal baths are really a huge part of my self-care rituals and routine. I use Epsom salts, lavender, uh, light a candle, and just relax. So this is my favorite form of me time. And it used to be a lot more relaxing. But our newest baby, Reaper, uh, he doesn't like when mom is in the bathtub without him. He gets very concerned uh so if I don't let him in with me he's screaming at the door and if he is in with me in with me he's constantly jumping up on the side of the bathtub like are you okay mom? Are you sure you're not scared that looks scary and I'm just like baby boy I am trying to relax here like if you don't calm down he did that to me today. Um so when I don't have him being too up my ass about it. This is usually the time when I pray. Um, and I did say pray. And yes, earlier I did say that I'm spiritual and not religious. Um, this has actually been a new thing for me. Uh, <laughs> since I am more spiritual, praying never really occurred to me. It was not, not a thought for me. And whatever you believe in, I've recently discovered anybody can pray. Um, so when I pray, I specifically am addressing my spiritual team. So my ancestors that came before me, my friends and family that have passed on my friend, Mac, my dad, and my friend, Zach, um, this has made a really positive impact in my life. And I genuinely feel that I'm building a stronger connection with my guides and loved ones because of the fact that I'm praying now and it was weird at first. I was kind of like, maybe I'll do a segment where I like record. Because when I pray, I do it in my head. But maybe I'll do a segment where I say out loud what I'm thinking. Because I'm just kind of like, hey guys, it's me. <laughs> I know y'all know I'm awkward, so I'm just gonna get to it. Like it's, but uh, the more I do it, uh, the more natural it feels. Same thing with the affirmations, like it um, slowly starts building up and you start seeing more progress. So uh, now that we are on the subject, though, for all of my witchy and spiritual friends, I wanted to share a super simple self care ritual that I've done myself quite a few times. Um, and it always starts with. An herbal bath. And this is an important part of the process because water is purifying. So this helps cleanse and relax you both physically and mentally. So I like to use, as I mentioned earlier, bath salts, lavender, or you can use essential oil, um, whatever you like the most. And when I do that, I also bring in like. I get fucking extra with it, guys. I bring in all of my lights and fucking have a galaxy in that bitch. Um, And then I'll bring in candles and crystals and just kind of line alongside the bathtub with it and just make it a whole-ass vibe, you know? If if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it fucking right. (laughs) Um, And this is normally the time I will either meditate in the bathtub or I will meditate after I get out of the tub and kind of have everything set up right before I'm ready to start the rest of the ritual. Um, So it's just whatever you feel like doing. Um, I feel like some people might have a hard time meditating in the bathtub, but my Pisces ass don't give a shit. Now, once you are out of the bath and have kind of had some time to relax, you will want to get a marker a piece of paper, a few bay leaves, and a tea light candle, but also preferably a colored candle as well. Specifically, either orange or red. This signifies love, power, emotional strength, and creates really uplifting energy. Um, as far as crystals go, rose quartz, rondonite, citrine, they're all really awesome to work with as far as self love goes. And as far as cleansing, If you are going to use sage, please make sure it is ethically sourced. You can use lavender. Uh, Palo Santo is actually one of my favorites, but you can also um, even use rosemary to cleanse. Or even if you just have, um, this is a 420 friendly podcast. So if you're a stoner and (laughs) you have incense, then that also works. Um, So just whatever you've got to work with. Once you kind of have your environment ready and you've cleansed the space, you will use the pen and paper to write down all of the things that you love about yourself. So first write down the things you love about yourself and then write down all of the things that you want to love about yourself, um, but, but don't. But make sure that you're writing it in a way that reinforces as if you already love those parts of yourself. Do your best to stay away from... The negatives as much as possible. Once you're done writing on the paper, you're going to fold it up and put one of your crystals on top of it. If you have enough to do so, I would make a circle around them as well with some crystals. And as you're waiting for your colored candle to burn out, because you want to make sure those burn all the way down by themselves, um, you are going to write on the bay leaves. And I know they're smaller. Um, Bay leaves obviously don't give a lot of room to write. Um, But you're going to write the things that you want to let go of on the bay leaves. And once you've kind of finished that up, use the candles to burn them and focus your intentions out into the universe as you do so. And you will keep that piece of paper where you wrote down the things that you love about yourself. Keep it somewhere safe. And anytime that you feel that you need to, come back and read it to yourself. I will be diving more into this in the next episode, but the biggest part of this ritual is being willing to do the work behind what you're asking. So this is just a way to put your intention out into the world and become more open to the steps that need to be taken to love all parts of yourself, light and dark. Um anybody who is not really um, into spirituality or witchcraft, I just feel like it's definitely worth mentioning that just because you do a ritual or do anything like that, things don't just automatically change because you do that. You have to also be willing to put in the work for what you're wanting. So it, it does go hand in hand. Another thing I really want to touch on when it comes to self-care and in times that we're struggling, try as hard as you can not to isolate yourself. Um, I'm very, very guilty of this, but I'm trying to focus on talking to people when I'm struggling and kind of being more open when it comes to that. So whether it's going to see an actual therapist or just calling your best friend to talk about what's going on, it's it's huge. I've had times where I feel completely alone, like nobody would understand, and even in those times I know that that's not true. So if we open ourselves up and give the people in our lives a chance to support us, we have the potential to be unstoppable. Nobody can do everything alone. Nobody. <laughs> having a support system and a team of good people around you to help pick you up when you're down is so so important. And if you feel like you don't have anyone in your life like that, I suggest that you find new people to surround yourself with. As I mentioned in the beginning, self-love is not a linear journey. So I am constantly going in waves of, feeling so proud of who I've become, then also going back to being really insecure and hating everything about myself. And I've found that it just all comes down to balance. Uh, Doing the hard, dirty work that is necessary to work through my traumas, but also at the same time being gentle and loving myself through it. I as I mentioned earlier, like the saying, your trauma just made you stronger. Like in a way, it it is true in a way, but I think what shows strength is how you get through it, how you let it shape you. Being able to face the things that have happened that hurt you and deciding to become a better person through it. That's what makes somebody strong. Give yourself credit for being here today and refusing to give into the things that were built to break you. And remind yourself that you did the best that you could with the tools that you had at the time. And now you have new tools, but they only work if you use them. I really think it's worth mentioning that, again, I am not doing all of these things at all times. I know that when we talk about the things that we can do for ourselves to make a change, it can really feel like you're being talked down on or that people think it's just easy to deal with these things and start doing them, but it's really not that simple. I know it's not. I have my stages and phases when I fall off track with my self-care. A lot of that, though, has to do with my energy levels. But if we can make just one effort to do one of these things each day, I know that it can make a huge impact. I remember one night I was scrolling through TikTok, and it was still back when I was having a really, really hard time um, in all aspects. Like, I wasn't uh, showering as much as I should. Like, my hygiene, like, everything, I just, I didn't. And it's so frustrating when you're like, I don't even have the energy to do the basic things that it takes to take care of myself. Like, how? So I was just scrolling, trying not to think about All the things that I should be doing. And I came across this girl. And she was talking about how hard it is to do these basic things when you have depression. And she, I just felt so seen and heard. And she's like, you know what? Get up. We're going to do our bedtime routine together. I'll do it alongside you. We got this. And I got up and I fucking did that shit with her. And I sobbed after. after Because it... Just, like, something so simple as feeling as though you are validated and seen and you are not alone. And having somebody to do these things to move forward with. Like, even if it's as simple and stupid as a random stranger on TikTok, like... It was... It was an insane moment, but... I hope that you guys know that anybody who knows me, you can reach out to me. If we need to do our bedtime routines together, I'll fucking, I will make a big ass group chat and we'll all video chat. Like, I I don't care. Whatever I can do to help others feel like they, they can get back on track, like, I want to help with that. Um, I have my stages and phases where I fall off track with my self-care all the time, and it's okay. What matters is that you get back up again. So before I close out the first episode of Sad Girl Hours, oh my gosh. I can't believe we're at the end. That's crazy. Um... I want to make a point to say that mental illness is a really diverse and stigmatized topic. If you are feeling overwhelmed with anything that you're dealing with, if you find that these things we talked about still aren't helping or even basic hygiene and self-care feels too much, please consider uh, seeking additional help therapy, you know, um, or even looking into getting mentally evaluated. There is... Absolutely no shame in needing that extra help. I've been there. I promise that you are not alone. We will be diving into um, a lot of different types of mental illnesses down the road. But for the time being, if you are struggling, here are some resources that you guys can utilize if there's anybody out there that needs it. So this is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. And I will read off all of these numbers twice just in case anybody needs it. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. The Crisis Text Line, you can text hello to 741-741. This is Sad Girl Hours, so we're going to get sad and we're going to talk about it. I'm crying (laughs) because May is the month um, for mental health awareness. Um, And my friend Zach took his own life and... Unfortunately, I didn't even get to be nearly as close with him as I would have liked. And there was a period of time where we weren't on the best of terms, but right before it happened, we we were on good terms again and we were friends. And he passed away on a Sunday, and I remember that Friday. I was getting ready to go to class. And I felt like a tug on my hair and it wasn't like too hard, but it was like, it was a tug and I turn around and there is Zach with his cheesy smile and he was like, I love you. And I was like, I love you too. And even after I was like, I was kind of weird. I didn't know that he cared about me to that extent because we were friends, but and then he was gone. And I so wish, in that moment, I could have said more. I could have done more. And I know that that's not the way to think about these things, because it's not. But at the same time, if you know that somebody is struggling, do what you can to be there for them. And if you are struggling, please, please do what you can to hang on, because I promise you, Things do get better. They do get better. I'm going to finish going through um, these phone lines because I think they're important. So, Zach, I love you. I know that you are around and that you are protecting all of us, and I am just grateful that I got to know you. So we have a youth line that you can text because uh, I know a lot of people don't always like to call, especially when you're talking to strangers. So you can text teen two teen, that's teen, T-E-E-N, two, the number two, teen, T-E-E-N, to 839-863. That is 839-863. Or you can call one 968 8491 1877 968 8491 and then we have the Trevor project which is an amazing project this is specifically for the LGBTQIA+ community um, it's this is specifically support during in the middle of a crisis if you are a part of the community and you are feeling suicidal or you need a safe space to talk about any issue you can give them a call at 866 488 7386 1866-488-7386. And you can also chat with them via their website or by texting start to 678-678. And then we have the trans lifeline. So that number is 1877-565. 8860 565 8860 Um before we wrap things up I want to say my dad um, anybody who's listening to this you're not going to be able to see it so I will try to post pictures but um, my dad made this really awesome artwork um, it's a skeleton sitting on top of a skull and he's kind of like hunched over with his head uh, in his hands and on one side of the skull it says I'm okay and on the back of it, it says no I'm not so I thought I included that in my uh, in the live stream because I just thought that was amazing um, but yeah I to anybody listening to this I love you um, you're supposed to be here um, everybody that took the time out of the, their day to um, watch the premiere of this or are listening to it after it's launched uh, I would really love to hear from any of you um, please feel free to send in any questions or stories you would like shared on the show um, again my email is serenasiren14 at gmail.com you guys are amazing thank you so much if you enjoyed this podcast I know it was a little rocky we'll get better we will get better, less nervous. Um, but if you enjoyed it, give me a five-star rating, share the podcast and leave a comment for me. Um, thank you guys again. Seriously. Like I appreciate any and all support in all aspects. So, um, I will see you guys next time for another episode of sad girl hours. Stay safe, stay beautiful. And remember that there's always another day.